1: No matter how much money you have, no matter how famous you are, being black in America is it's tough. There's some shit going on with black people right now. From blues and politics, and over the middle getting free, to sports and entertainment. Touchdown! We're going to tell you exactly how we feel about it. Have
2: some fun, man!
1: This is Young Black and Bothered. Hey, everybody. Um, this is Media Maintenance. I think this is episode three, four, maybe. I, I, I'm not sure. Either way, um, three it, and a half. it's been a while. Oh, see, look, Mercedes knows, like, and she didn't want to lead in. Okay, I see. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just a guy on the show, but I'm joined by lovely Mercedes. How are you?
2: Hi. You I'm doing good. How are you?
1: Uh, all right. Uh just had a very vivid discussion in a group me group about some adult natured content that I didn't need to talk about. Um Yeah, so just to like give emphasis because like it was really interesting. So we were talking about like the top porn stars of our like heyday back when we were doing like watching porns and stuff like that, right? So okay. yeah, this is media maintenance, I guess. So we
2: Okay. I'm gonna try to maintain
1: with this one. Okay. So, <laughs> so, um they asked about like a top five and everything. I was like, I don't have a top five because I can't remember the names. But um basically, like Jasmine Cashmere came up and the Skinny Pinky came up, and everybody's like, "Well, Greg, like
3: I a picture of her recently.
1: Who a Pinky? Yeah. yeah, she don't look. She looks like the brain. She don't look like Pinky. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I mean, God bless her. She." That's funny. She got a lot of guys through a lot of nights. Let's just say that. But I don't know what happened to her. Yeah, for um,
2: sure.
1: God bless her. Um, but yeah, we needed to talk about uh, mental health. Basically, we'll get into that. But I wanted to see how your Memorial Day weekend ended. We tried to record this on Sunday, and for some reason, the audio did not want to work. <laughs> so yeah,
3: um, my weekend was good. On Friday, I went out. I went out with my fake boyfriend on Friday. And, um, don't let him
2: hear
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't care. Um,
2: we went.
3: Okay, we tried to go out, but I'm old, so mm. then I went out. by like twelve thirty. I was like, "Can we go home?" <laughs> oh boy! Um, and then that was Friday, Saturday. I went out with um, one of my friends. A friend of his got engaged, et cetera, et cetera. So they had a little party. Mm. And then on Sunday, we, me, and my roommate, we went out to. Some party, which was nice. So I was out from like Friday to Sunday. And then by Monday I was like, no more. Oh damn. I've capped. I'm done.
1: I'm oh old. Lord.
3: How about you? What'd you do? <sighs>
1: um, there was a lot that happened apparently for me. Um <laughs> Yeah, it w- it was all weird. So basically on Friday, I can't really remember what I did. I think I I wanna say I went out, but I can't remember because I'm old. Um <laughs> Saturday I went to the pool. Um it had finally opened up. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to have fun went to the pool and then I realized I'm dark skinned so I couldn't stay out there but I stayed out for like four hours. You absolutely
3: hours. can't stay out as long as you went
1: to be quiet. Not, uh, no. Um, the, the issue is like it wasn't like sunny hot it was just like cloudy but it was like humid as hell oh, yeah.
2: okay. so
1: for me I'm like okay if I get in the water it's not hot enough to actually jump in so it's one of those you jump in the pool real quick and then you go sit down so for me I tried that and by the time I got back to the seat I was already dry so I felt like I was in Vegas or something and then. Uh, Sunday I'm trying to think oh well we tried to record and then I made the mistake of going to a friend's event in DC
2: mm-hmm.
1: um didn't realize I was too old for day parties until I went to this thing um so first and foremost it was like 87 in DC on Sunday so there was that um two I wore jeans um because I figured it was a day party I would be inside they would have like fans and stuff like that going absolutely not um Even though it was, like, cool because they had it contained, it was just the issue of it just being way too hot for me. Um, Then I wore my, like, wedding ring and everything. I guess most guys now, they don't wear their rings when they go out. I didn't know that that was something new until I talked to the group of friends. They were like, Greg, you wore your ring? I was like, yeah, I didn't know that.
3: Why why don't they?
1: It's something that we're going to have to talk about that as well because you as a woman, like, I don't know how y'all act about it, but for me, as much as my ring cost or however, you know, whatever – yeah. I just rather wear my ring regardless. Um, but they had this whole discussion. They were like, Oh yeah. Well, I stopped wearing my ring because I play ball, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, you can just throw it in your bag or something. He's like, well, then you got the risk of losing it. And no, I'm like, nah, I'll just wear my ring. I'll keep it safe. Like if somebody has something to say to me, like, yeah, I'm married. I'd much rather you already know when you 10 feet away, than you trying okay. to hit on me okay. and then there's a problem. So mm-hmm. I just let that be that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go up to the brunch that they had earlier because we were recording. And I saw the tab that they had for brunch. And I tell people all the time, stop going and like go to brunch without cash. So everybody's pulling out their cards. And I was like, you know, all you had to do was just like bring cash. You can just tip however much you want to tip. Look Mm -hmm. at the menu on Yelp or Google before you get there. So you are like, all right, I know for a fact that I'm going to have the bottomless mimosas and the food that's going to cost 50 bucks. And then you do your little 20% tip, boom, like you get out the way. Just apparently didn't happen so we sat for an extra like 10 minutes cool then we went to this place that i guess just played nothing but soca and reggae music okay. i was i was cool with this for like 30 minutes
3: yeah i know what you mean
1: maybe an hour so we were there for like three four hours and they played like 20 minutes of just like regular like music drake you know trap music stuff like that and then it went back to the soca music and I was like, yo, th- this shit, is just it was just too much going on. So I told—I tried to do the fake, like, I'm sick, I'm ready to go home, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I saw the exit. I was like, boop, I had to go because I got tired. You just it. left that. <laughs> well, I, didn't leave. I, I didn't leave them. It was more so like, yo, like, I walked outside and I told them that the line was wrapped around the door, which it was, and I couldn't get back in. Even though I had the ban, I didn't want to either pay money or even just go back in. So I just went home. Um, I got on the train. It was like a homeless dude that like fell asleep beside me. Smell like just straight ass. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm good. So I get home.
3: With that much more here than with
1: I'm, there. I'm absolutely terrified to get on the train in New York. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen a rat in New York, which Who is, is it?
3: it's an experience. I,
1: I'm pfft, I, I don't know. I've been on the train in New York before. The issue, though, for me is whenever I go to New York, I'm looking for rats. I don't know what it is like. I'm
3: there's. There's, I read this article in New York Times last week actually that the mm-hmm. population of rats in New York went up forty percent from two thousand fourteen. So there's, I don't remember the number, but there's mm-hmm. like some asinine amount of rats in New York.
1: Well, I'm never eating y'all Chinese food. I'll stick to because <laughs> I mean. When I used to go to New York, it used to either be like we would visit a friend that lived in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. They stayed in like this really like overpriced like high rise, which is cool, but it was like a one bedroom. Like damn, like y'all pay like thirty, I think it's like thirty four, thirty five hundred for a one bedroom. It's like, no thanks. And then um, the other time, this was before like we had met them. I ended up like going to see a girl that lived in Jersey. Oh. Jersey is trash, by the way. So. I ended up going to catch the Chinatown bus from Gallery Place to New York. And then mm-hmm. I would just walk around and wait for her. And then she would pick me up at the train station. Mm-hmm. I was like, all oh, right, that's cool. But it was just too chaotic. So New York for me, like, I appreciate you living there. So I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know, I think there's places in New York where it's not bad. Like where I live is not bad. Like in the suburbs and stuff, it's
1: okay. as long as you don't live in Jersey. So.
3: No, I don't think I would ever live in Jersey.
1: I couldn't do it. Like shout out to Joe button and the other six people who were famous from
2: <laughs> from Jersey,
1: but no. Nah. Um, so basically with the previous episode, we were talking about mental health. Um, basically we've already talked about, um, God, basically what we've been doing. Obviously you have been behaving since the last time we talked. So that's a good thing. Um, we can mm-hmm. talk about like your plans for the summer again, after we talk about the mental health, okay. but Um. I don't know if you wanted to lead in with mental health since, you know. Um,
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll lead in with mental health. So I feel like it was really awesome for us to have this conversation about mental health because I feel like especially in our communities, like communities of color, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there's like so many stigmas about mental health and not necessarily with us, like with our generation, but I feel like coming from older generations, I feel like they didn't really put as much um, stock into mental health and that they, they didn't go to therapy. And I mean, they probably didn't also have a lot of access to those resources. Right. But even when it's brought up from us to them, I notice sometimes the response is like, you don't need to do that or go to therapy Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. It kind of just gets stigmatized as being a crazy person's, um, problem. So, and I feel like it plagues us heavily, especially men. Um, I feel like it plagues men pretty heavily, so I'm glad that we
2: could have this
1: yeah, conversation yeah. it's It's really weird because, like when we had talked about it on Sunday, I was trying to figure out exactly like how to like get pointers for it, which I was typing as we were talking, right. and one thing you had said was a lot of people have insecurities about like self comparisons, yeah. So, I was like, oh, I wanted you to see if you can like elaborate on that again because that was a really big.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, I feel like well, you had brought up you had brought up a thing about social media, mm-hmm. and I feel like social media contributes a lot to people's mental health and like people finding their self worth because I think that with social so, with social media, we're so oversaturated with like everyone's life so you see people you ain't seen in 15 years you see seen celebrities you see all these people and then you start to compare yourself to well they have this and I don't have this or she looks like this and I don't look like this but she gets this amount of attention and I don't get any attention or like I don't have this much money or men don't find me attractive and then it stems from social media and then you take it with you right so like then you're looking at your job or your house or your apartment or whatever the case may be. And honestly, what's fucked up is that social media is always just like bits and pieces of people's lives, so you never get like an accurate representation. But I feel like because we live in a society, or you know, just we're set up to only want to share yeah. the positive aspects, mm-hmm. um, it creates it creates an insecurity I think from other people um, when they see certain
2: things.
1: Yeah, like I know for a fact that I've been accused of being incapable of opening up to others that's why like i've been doing better at trying to like apologize for things a lot of people i notice don't ever apologize when they're wrong they just are like well i'm just keeping in the distance until like i have to approach them again and then you know we'll deal with it then so i'm like you know what i'll you know work on opening up in that you know aspect and for me like the coping skills that we had talked about before i guess we need to go back over them so like when it comes to um anxiety mental health depression all like those encompassing things like listening to music um taking a walk or even just taking a shower like those are coping skills and mechanisms for helping those things as well as like we had said you know accepting that you will have a bad day because a lot of people fail to do that i know for a fact i do yes when i have a bad day i'm like fuck it like well i had a bad day but you know, I don't cope with it. I'm just letting it linger for like, you know, the entire day until the next day happens. I'm like, you know what, let's just start all over. How do you deal with like having a bad day?
3: Um, I definitely have to not talk to people, um, because I'm one of those people where as I get older, I'm better about like not letting one part of my day affect me in another. But if I'm like in a funk, I have to take time to myself. I think that that has been, um, knowing that about myself has, has saved me a lot of trouble. Um, I have a journal. Um, I've had a journal since I was about 10. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Um, so I journal, um, I listen to music, I work out, um, I clean sometimes when I get really stressed out, I like to clean. It helps me. Um, but just anything that I can kind of put myself into. Um, but also I try to make sure that I'm dealing with whatever it is. So if it's just a bad day, like if I just had like an off day at work, Mm-hmm. then I just talk it up for what it is. But if I'm really going through some kind of something, um, then I really try to make sure that I I, I, unpack, the, I unpack that as much as I can um, mm-hmm. because if not, it'll, it comes out later, you know?
1: Yeah. Now, you know, you mentioned earlier in the show about the fake boyfriend. Do you feel as though, like, the relationship has helped your overall mental health? Having someone that when you are having a bad day or if you just you know you just want somebody there to listen to your problems does that help having someone that close to you that's not just like hey I'm a friend I'm here when I'm here and then I'm not when I'm not
3: you know what's funny about me is like when I have a romantic partner it takes me a really long time to open up to them Mm -hmm. so like if I'm having a bad day I don't go to him first like Mm -hmm. I'll go to my friends first actually Mm -hmm. um it just takes me and we talked about this in a previous episode like i've ha- like i've had a really bad relationship mm-hmm. and so for me like that is like little by little so if i'm venting to him about work or whatever the case may be then it's fine but like when i have issues with like my family which happens all the time cuz they're crazy um, <laughs> um, so crazy. um when I have issues with my family or whatever, like I usually I'll talk to my homegirl that I live with, or like I have one of my best friends lives in Spain. Like I go to them first.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: actually part of me working on my mental health is me being able to open up to him and talk to him about things. And like, cause it's really anxiety inducing. I think when you have problems and you talk to somebody about them, yeah. he's, always, he's always been receptive, but at the same time I and myself have to be willing to have those conversations and, and be open with people, you know?
1: Uh-huh. And does that also translate in like the workplace? Cause obviously the workplace is something we talked about as well about stability in the workplace and mental security. Cause you can go to work and you know, a lot of people, like you had said before, like they try not to take their work home with them yeah. and you know, you want to expound on like what you meant by like completely like disregarding work on Fridays.
3: Yeah. So like I, I, I had to get into a groove, right? It's tough because, as a teacher, you almost start. It's almost like you start a new job every September. Mm-hmm. So every time the fall hits, I start. It's like I start a new job, and then I gotta get in the groove the first couple months. And then Christmas hits, and then I I'm good. Mm-hmm. So after the holidays, I was like, I'm not taking any fucking work home. I'm not doing anything after work. I'm like, I absolutely have to. Fuck y'all. I'm not answering my emails. Don't text me. Don't call me. I'm not doing anything after work. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really helps me find a balance. Like, I have time to go to the gym. And, like, I have time to hang out with my friends. Because I just feel like when people get so sucked into work. And, like, I love love my job. Like, I love what I do. But at the end of the day, there's so much more to that. And, like, I don't want to feel like a hamster just, like, running a wheel on a wheel. Yeah all the time so i really have to make sure that what i'm at work to do gets done at work and what i'm not can't wait till tomorrow or monday
1: yeah i i know me just personally like i do a lot with like i told you before with the show and then regular work um then like the tech site actual life marriage like everything like starts to like bundle in so i'll give you a perfect example like today I went to the liquor store because I was like, okay, I got to get liquor for the Thursday show. And then I was like, I'm going to go to seven 11 and get a slurpee. And I'm like, I forgot what that show is. Um, Where. Oh no. Uh, Dory from finding Nemo where I could be heading in the direction. And then something will be like, Oh, it'll catch my attention. I'm right over there. Right. So, I'm driving to the 7 Eleven, which is literally like three minutes away from the liquor store. Mm -hmm. And I see this like really cute neighborhood with homes and stuff. Do you know I spent 15 minutes just driving around like a creep looking at these houses? I was like, oh, like, you know, it was like kind of a peace of mind for me to just do something different. So I called Jess. I'm like, oh, well, like these homes we should go and look them up. So I parked on like the side of the road. I'm looking up the houses and stuff. She was like, Great. Didn't you say you're going to 7 Eleven? I was like, Yeah. So I ended up actually ended up going, but for me, I told her, I was like, when I was going to have this show with you about mental health. I was like, yeah, um, maybe I should like start taking like my time to do things because clearly I don't. So
3: yeah. um, I have, I'm attention deficit. Like I have attention deficit disorder. Mm-hmm. That, sounds, that sounds like, that sounds like something I would do. So you might. Have, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm no doctor. I know. Right? I oh, know. no.
1: I'm gla- but um, if I have it, I'm glad I do because then I have excuses for the shit that I do. <laughs> yeah.
3: You might, you might be uh, attentive. sensitive. So I do shit like that all the time. Like yeah, I'll yeah. get into one thing, and then like I've told my, I told one of my homegirls recently because I was trying to explain to her like how my brain functions like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I'll be in the middle of doing something, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, I need to rearrange my room, and I'll yep. get up out of my bed, mm-hmm. and rearrange my whole ass room for an hour. <laughs> clean (laughs) rearrange the whole room and then be like oh what was i doing Ah, work oh but wait i have to go take a
2: shower
1: Mm -hmm. Uh yeah and there's nothing wrong with that like you know people try to make like adhd seem as though like it's a bad thing i'm like no like i get a lot of shit done it might just take twice as long but i get (laughs) a lot of shit done like um one weekend, I literally was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and spring clean. It went from me spring cleaning to I was throwing away shit. And then the next week, I was like, what did I do with that?
3: <laughs> Yo, my homegirl, Jasmine,
1: uh-huh.
3: will praise me every time I clean my room and don't try on clothes. Like oh. every time, every time I clean my room, she could FaceTime me and I could have on like a jacket, a uh-huh. hat, a scarf. And she's like, well, are you cleaning your room? I'm like,
2: yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Everything that I find, I'm like, but let me see how this fits. Yeah, I could have been done in twenty minutes.
1: You yeah. know, but all all stuff like that just plays a part in mental health because sometimes, like, even cleaning your own room, like, makes like you happy. I know for a fact that there's certain things, like I told you, I hit the vape pen. That yeah. shit makes me happy. Um, I found out that on Sunday, that liquor just ain't my thing. Um, hookah ain't my thing. I like hookah. Don't get it wrong, but I just don't like the anticipation of waiting for the hookah to come back around. So yeah. that's just, you know, one of like my little vices. I have a thing about having like uh, the floorboards in my apartment looking clean. So if they look because they have, you know, I have a dog. So if I end up having dog hair everywhere, I'm like, shit, like mm-hmm. I have to go and clean that. So, yeah, I'm going to go and get like an ADHD like diagnosis because clearly that's it. Um, um,
3: but, you know, like I was somebody told me that they would give me, Adderall, know, like they would just get it for me. But mm-hmm. I don't think I want it
1: yes there's certain drugs i will take and then there's certain drugs i'm like nah uh.
3: you know but like speaking of like mental health and drugs just like overall i feel mm-hmm. like i feel like that is something that is being given too often
2: i mm-hmm.
3: feel like are given too often when i was um i mentioned when we talked before i've been in therapy mm-hmm. in and out for like i don't know the past 10 years or so
2: mm-hmm.
3: and, um when i was in college i had really 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 bad anxiety like really like I couldn't do certain things because I was so anxious. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to my psychologist and she recommended me to go to a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. I talked to the psychiatrist for five minutes and I walked out with Xanax. And I was oh, like, wow. you don't even know what's wrong with me. But like, I understand like you work, you mm-hmm. work with pharmaceuticals, right? So like your job is to give me drugs. Yeah. But I met with her for like five, 10 minutes and I was like, I'm yeah. really anxious. And like, I could have been lying. I was like, I get really anxious, X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm she gave me a whole bottle of xanax and i hate i she was like take a half of one when you get home see how you feel without any like without being out whatever the case may be
1: mm. I took
3: half a fucking xanax and i felt so stupid i was like i don't know how
1: people take this shit Mm-mm. in yes. real
3: life
1: yeah and there's some people like you said you took a half a pill so just imagine if you took the whole pill and like,
3: drinking and doing yeah. the stuff yeah but those things like but that's what you know those are like unhealthy coping mechanisms that people use Yeah, um, you don't want to feel, right? And so I think that that's always the hardest part of dealing with your mental health and making mm-hmm. sure that you're okay is like feeling the feelings.
1: Yeah. And also, like we had said on Sunday, like a lot of people just need a friend. Like a lot of people have friends, but they have friends that are convenient friends or people that are just there to hear your problems so they can like flip it on you later. So it's nice to have like genuine friends who will ask like the important question, which is, are you okay?" A lot of people won't do that. And then, you know, tying this into social media again is what happens when people go on social media and they make everything their problem Mm -hmm. or they go and tell their problems through the sources of, you know, bashing other people. Like there was a guy on Twitter today and, you know, he's bashing women for the things they don't do. I'm like, bro, you know that's one of those moments you get a journal that way the (laughs) next day when you read that back to yourself you're like i sound like a fucking fool even like twitter tries to save you from yourself by giving you drafts so you can go and draft like a whole laundry list of tweets and Mm -hmm. all you have to do is just like draft it and then the next day trust me i've almost sent out a lot of drunk text (laughs) like and what i've learned to do is to just put it in the notes app. If Mm -hmm. it looks good in a few hours, then sure, send it. If not, then just leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, that's just me when it comes to like social media. I've learned to like keep away from that. I have a friend like co-host on the show who made a really, really shitty mistake of going and posting something on social media that he shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And it it still sticks with him to this day, basically. Um, And I told him, I was like, Talkspace obviously That app that we Had talked about That's really Overpriced Um I found out About a new app Called BetterHelp Which is similar To Talkspace Which is pretty good As well I just know For a fact that I don't want to pay 50 to 60 bucks A month so
3: Yeah and I think That it's worth To like revisit the kind of Talkspace review Um I had mentioned That Mm -hmm. I um I used Talkspace Over the Over the summer Because my job We get free access To Talkspace Mm -hmm. Um but i just i prefer the either face to face or like on the phone or even if i have to text my friends like that's fine um but the therapists they have there's like a period that they are online like they might only be online twice a day like responding to messages at 10am and 6pm
2: exactly
3: and, you know so it could be um tough but i feel like if people don't have any other option i feel like talkspace is a yeah a, option but i think it's all about finding what works for you in terms of therapy or Mm -hmm. whatever coping mechanisms because another thing people don't really say is like you have to do a lot of things in conjunction Mm -hmm. so like you can't just go to therapy or you can't just write a journal or you you know like you have to make sure that you're like actively and avidly um checking yourself out every so
1: often Oh, absolutely because i mean even with, like, therapy, you can say, like, church, for example. I know for a fact that I have friends who are like, oh, I went to church this Sunday, and they're holier than thou from, like, Sunday until Wednesday, and then they're back, like, talking shit on Thursday. I'm like, oh, so, you know, things change, you know, with the wind, and that could be ADHD as well. Like, we might as well just name this show ADHD. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, for me, I know for a fact that when I see people do that, I'm like, you don't have to. You can go and get, like, therapy and all that and be completely fine uh, but talk space it's it's still hit or miss for me and that's going with the other app that i wanted to talk about which is headspace i don't know why they named them the same thing but headspace is kind of like calm so they're both meditation apps so say if you can't go and sit you know on that comfy couch for the therapist and you don't have the 50 to 60 bucks a month to go and you know talk to someone every you know five or six hours you have headspace which is a meditation app you don't need this app you can honestly do it yourself but i would suggest to just use the 14 i think it's either 14 or a 13 day uh, 30 day trial my bad mm-hmm. so what you do is you like basically close your eyes you sit back you put your hands like in your lap and for three minutes you just try to zone out um they tell you to not try to fight your thoughts but more so just like let them happen a lot of people don't let their thoughts out And if they do, like, it's a journal or it's just a mouth fart. So just basically sit down, shut up for three minutes and listen to yourself. Listen to your body. A lot of us don't do that. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the biggest components that I've been told about when it comes to mental health is not listening to your body. When your body is telling you to rest, rest. Don't go out because you're like, you know what? I have free time. So.
3: Yep, I think that's super important. Um, I meant to say this the other day. Mm-hmm. You can do guided meditation on YouTube. Um, a friend of mine had sent me some videos mm-hmm. over the summer that he uses that it's like the same kind of, I don't know what's the word.
1: Like, you like the one. concept? Yeah.
3: Yeah, like the same concept as Headspace and Calm, where it's just like somebody talking you through, and then there's also just like music ones.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: a suggestion, I was also, I read this book. Um, um called real love by Sharon Salzberg, whatever. It's a, it's a book about meditation, but it like gives you guidance within your relationships, like various forms of relationships Mm -hmm. um, and like thoughts to meditate on. So there's thoughts to meditate on for yourself and for your relationships with other people. So she gave like little phrases Mm -hmm. um, to repeat to yourself in meditation. So that way, if you do find your self drifting, you can just mentally just keep repeating this phrase to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and internalized for a few minutes I've tried it it's really interesting
1: okay so I wanted uh, to come yeah, back I wanted to come back to your journal because you said you've had it for the past what 10 years right so mm-hmm. probably longer than that right
2: no,
3: I've had it since I was 10 so oh, 10 okay so like seven, 17 years almost yeah
1: so have you ever like gone back and like periodically looked at your growth just to be like oh well this is how I was in 2007 this is how I am now in 2019 so
3: my growth and my lack thereof yes I've been looking at shit, like when I came back from Spain. All my old journals from like whatever 2013 to like 2018 were at my mom's house. I Uh, was looking. I was like, you still be doing the same dumbass shit. Oh lord! Like not all of it, right? But it's some. I'm like, you the same. You're just old, but you the same.
1: I wonder if there's somebody who, like, it reminds me of this uh, blog I used to read called Until I Get Married. So there was this guy, um, Josen, I think that's what his name was. And he used to, like, blog about his just, like, everyday life, dating life, love life, just him being a guy up until the point that he proposed. I don't know if he still has this blog out there. Yeah. And the blog is still online. I'll put it in like the show notes and everything. I was like, oh, like damn, like just imagine like if he had a podcast, if podcasts were like that. And I don't think there's anyone that I know of that has a what do you call like a diary podcast or like a journal podcast? But I was thinking I was like, Mercedes should do that. Like why not? Like, you know
2: Okay.
3: Um I would die.
1: No, just think about like you don't obviously put everything out there, but you know, make a 10 minute episode basically every day, just chronologizing like the shits and giggles of the day. It will make you better. And then you can literally go back and listen to your voice, listen to your guests and your co-hosts and stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? That's good. then you translate that from having to physically write that on paper and then just make it into a show. Um, Me, I know I love to write, but I hate writing on my phone. And like that app that I was telling you about on Sunday, um, day one, I tried to write on Monday on my phone. I was like, yo, I actually really hate doing this (laughs) Um, because typing is one thing on your computer. When you're trying to do it on your phone and there's no like buttons, it's it's trash. So I was like, I looked up notepads that can be synced to your phone or like synced to your computer. I found out this one company called Rocketbook that makes journals and whatever you write, it'll like automatically upload to like your Dropbox or your um, Google yes, yeah. Docs or something like that. So you have like a physical copy of it. So oh. I was like, yeah, I've already emailed them. So when they send it, I'm going to send it directly to you. That way you can have yours like updated. And obviously I'll put that in the show notes. that will be my gift to you since I haven't, you're not a parent, so I can't give you a mother's day gift, but I got something. For
3: it can just be a, a I don't
1: know. It will
3: be a gift to me.
1: Yes. It'll be an ADHD gift. <laughs>
3: there, there we go. I love it. But you know though, like I'ma use it. But like I said the other day, like I really feel like part of me part of me dealing with myself and my things is like getting away from tech.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
3: I enjoy physically writing and um I really like my handwriting. Mm-hmm. So I like to just write and I think some of those things can be transferred. I think the only times I've ever journaled digitally it's like i have an ipad or whatever and if i'm on travel and i don't have my journal and i'm really dealing with something i'll journal it in hmm. um but that hasn't happened since like january of last year
1: wow we need to bring back pen pals what we need to do is like
3: i have one
1: you have a pen pal still yes
3: my friend named sasha she lives in california and we write each other letters all the time i know uh, her in real life uh uh-huh. each other letters
1: well, if my old pen pal from like the third grade is out there, like you know, where, where were they from? They were from some. I want to was it Switzerland or something like that? But
3: we should orchestrate people being pen pals, like connect. We people should. that you know, and just have even if they don't know each other, have them. Like yeah,
1: that. I mean, yeah. Put down your phone, pick up a pad, and then just write something. I think. Yeah. What we should all do is just like have like a circle instead of having a book club, just have like someone write a letter. It doesn't have to be like four pages, like a Leo say or something like that, but <laughs> just write something, you know, decent to the next person and just randomly send it in the mail to them. That way when yeah. they get it, they're oh, like, oh, it's not a bill in the mail. It's a letter. So you're like, oh shit, I actually feel important. It's, so.
2: exciting.
3: it's exciting when you see something in the mail that's for you. That's not a bill. I'm like, yeah. wow, people care about me. Oh <laughs>
1: Have you, like, do you still have your, like, old love letters and stuff like that from, like, grade school?
3: Um, I...
1: <laughs> She's like, if you do, that's fine, because I do, too.
3: No, 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 it's just, I only have, like, I only have one, mm-hmm. and I don't have it here. I have it at my mom's house, and I think I might have gotten rid of it over the summer, because... Oh, boy. I used to date this guy who went to jail.
1: Oh, boy. Oh. Do you want to tell the story? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Um, I went out. I used to date this boy who I was like I was a teenager still, but he was a little bit older than me. He got oh. locked up for some mm-hmm. dumb shit. And so he wrote me letters from jail and my mom used to be like, What the fuck? And I used
1: to <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Hey, he just likes me. It's not fault. He
3: just likes me, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He was in my boyfriend, but um and I think I have like one or two old Valentine's Day cards. Mm-hmm. But I that like from my ex-boyfriends i think i got rid of everything that's actually something that i do when a relationship is like over over anything Mm. that i physically have that i feel like puts me into emotional of a state after the breakup i just get rid of it
1: i I wish i could say that (laughs) i know for a fact i still have letters from like middle school high school This is back to when like you used to fold the letter like a little um, like what do you call it like an envelope. But it was one of those you like pull to peel type of letters and stuff like that. So I opened up one and I was like, yo, we in middle and high school were some disgusting like preteen teenagers. There were some things that were said then that they shouldn't even be legal now. I was like, oh, behind the lockers in the stairwell. That's not something's not right but
3: they they
1: catch on to that now anyway well now just imagine like a lot of the stuff that we used to have to do like in you know grade school they don't do that anymore like i went well the thing is i went and i was going through my mom's things and helping her like you know just throw some old things away Mm -hmm. and she pulled out all four of my ti like texas Mm -hmm. instrument calculators Mm -hmm. so there was like a ti 83 then a ti 83x, then a TI 83x plus or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, they used to treat calculators like iPhones. So yeah. I asked her. I was like, "How much did you pay for this in like middle and high school?" She was like, "119 dollars." There's no fucking way you paid that much money. Yep. Now we have like a calculator app on our phone that we fail to use. Like yeah. I will Google something before I go and like put in the calendar. I'm like, Oh, well, what's, you know, 15% of, you know, some astronomical mm-hmm. number instead of just using a calculator. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that? What is it called? The Pythagorean theorem or whatever? Like never yeah. used it. Um, I actually really want to like write a letter now to my old algebra teacher. and like, nothing you told, <laughs> nothing you told me made sense at all. Um, Tying that into mental health, like obviously education, you being in education, how do you feel about like your mental health as a teacher, as well as how you feel about the, because God, how can I preface it? So you, I don't know if you saw that article a couple weeks ago about the parent who came to the school dressed a certain way and everything. So what had happened was the parent had come to school and she was dressed just like she was coming to pick up her kid and the principal of the school basically made a rule of a dress code for the, uh, for the parents that were coming to pick up their kids. No head, no head wraps, no, um, basically no short shorts, no robes. Um, I can look it up, but I mean, while I do that, you can look up, I guess, like tell me more about like how your mental health is as a teacher coping with dealing with children and you know,
3: You know, I feel like anybody who does service for a job, like who serves people or whatever the case may be, um, it's really fucking exhausting. I think any job you have where you have to exert yourself emotionally, um, because for me, it's not the kids. Like people are like, oh, my God, you deal with kids all day. You must be so tired. It's not the amount of kids and it's not their age. It's nothing. It's the fact that I am a mom from... Mm -hmm. Eight o'clock to three thirty. I am a mom. Like there's no way around it. I am, I am yelling at kids, and people are like you shouldn't yell at kids. I yell at my kids, not all the time, yeah. but like, I feel like kids have to see that you have a range of emotion. And I feel like a lot of teachers also get more exhausted because you're trying to stifle that, right? So I'll tell my kids like, "You're getting on my nerves. Please stop. <laughs> Please stop." And I'll tell them, "I'm like, look, there's times when I'm playing with you." And times when I'm serious but Mm. I think not only the emotional aspect of it but I think there's so much there's so much demand on teachers to do so many things um especially in the 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 way education is now now it's it's so assessment heavy Mm -hmm. um even my kids now I teach kindergarten but my kids are taking assessments out their asshole Mm -hmm. um and a lot of them are not age appropriate and of course a lot of this is dependent on like school system and charter versus public versus Mm -hmm. private whatever Mm-hmm. But every teacher I know by now has nothing left to offer at all. Like, I'm done. And oh. even for me, like, by Friday, I'm tired. So I think exhaustion is a big part of that. So I think I just deal with those things by, like, I have to give myself a day to shut down. Mm-hmm. I have to give myself a day to just say, I'm not doing shit. Like, a Saturday is usually like, I usually give myself 24 hours. So, like, from the time I get off work Friday mm-hmm. until Saturday night, I can't do anything work related. Okay. or anything that's not whatever well like i go out with my friends sometimes Mm -hmm. it just involves me staying in the bed Uh, just balancing right to just try to maintain myself throughout the year
1: okay well i found the article by the way so um (laughs) wow so the article's title was my family never wore bonnets outside of the home the houston principal enforcing the strict dress code on her parents speaks out so I just want to read the actual letter because I don't want to go through the whole semantics of it mm-hmm. um, unless you want to read it. Uh, I sent it to you, but that's if you want to read it. I can, it
3: you want me to read the whole the list?
1: Yeah, uh, I, yeah just I'll the summer,
3: list. I'll summarize it. I'll summarize it. Right. Um, no, one, no one can enter the building or be on school premises wearing a satin cap or bonnet on their head for any reason. You can also not wear a shower cap of any kind in the building. Hair rollers will not be permitted in the building. Pajamas of any kind will not be permitted, as well as house shoes um, or any type of homeware. Jeans that are torn from here behind all the way down, showing lots of skin, will not be permitted. Leggings that showing your bottom and where your body is not covered from the front or back will not be permitted. Very low-cut tops or revealing tops that you can see your breasts will not be permitted. Sagging pants, shorts, jeans. Um, Men wearing undershirts will not be permitted. Short... Short shorts that are up to your behind will not be permitted. Daisy Dukes and lowrider shorts are not permitted. Dresses that are up to your behind will not be permitted on the
1: premises. Basically, she just said, if you are a black parent. That's, just
3: exactly, <laughs> what I, that's exactly what I read.
1: I was like, I, I didn't see anything that like signify like, hey, if you're not a person of color, like, you know, this doesn't have anything to do with you. It's that's just exactly us.
2: That's exactly what I read.
1: But the fucked up part about it is this is a black principal. And her, you know, like going and saying that my parents never did it, just because your family didn't have to do that, like, doesn't mean that you don't know somebody's circumstance. So why would you even mm-hmm. Yeah, she got backlash. She hasn't been fired yet. I'm sure it's gonna happen soon because
3: it, be, it just be uppity negroes that want to ruin everything right and like that shit makes me really upset when it's but, when it's stuff like that
1: but i mean it was just the way that she was like past your buttocks leggings all the things that like a black parent would do like it, all they're it's doing it's is picking up their kid
3: it's stereotypical right and it's also like you don't know, no white women are showing up to work with about ba- what to her school with a bonnet on her head she don't even
1: exactly know exactly
3: they're not going out with rollers like there's are mm-hmm. certain things in there that are it's clear who her audience is in that situation mm-hmm. and you, like it's very clear the rollers the caps the whatever all those things
1: yeah but for what like now you've caused your school backlash where people are pulling their kid from your school because they're like wait if I can't be a parent to my kid to only do one thing and that's pick them up like mm-hmm. i'm sure these schools now make you pay for like you know extracurricular activities and pay for yeah. just like x y and z And you're telling me, like, now I have rules and all I have, I don't even step foot on the premises. All I have to do is just be there to pick them up. Mm -hmm. I know when I was in school, like, my mother didn't even have to come into the school. She could literally just pull up and I can walk out. Mm -hmm. So now that's a problem. Like, I don't know what's going on, but it's just crazy.
2: Yeah,
3: I feel like that was definitely um, prejudice toward a particular group. I mean, like, I understand certain rules, right? Because, like, I've seen parents come inside of a school building Mm -hmm. with, like, titties out ass out and like mm-hmm. it only and the thing is though unless you walk into a school of older students it mm-hmm. only bothers the adults kids don't go fuck
1: exactly like so, you know it, here's the thing though like honestly say if you work at a high school and someone's parent at least now that we're a little bit older like the students look like the parents yeah. so like i know for a fact that when my like older brother used to pick me up from school it's like oh great like he looked like he went to high school with me. So that didn't make a difference. So imagine like Mm -hmm. nowadays people have parents and grandparents that are only maybe, you know, 17, 18 years older than them. So you're Mm -hmm. trying to tell me they have to dress a certain way just to pick them up or to, you know, bring them lunch. And that was a whole nother thing. There was um, a black parent who I guess like they had something going on in either Rhode Island or some other district. And they had the lunch money, like in their lunches, being taken away from them. So, what the parent did was had Uber Eats be delivered to their school mm-hmm. for the kid. That caused a whole bunch of backlash. But if you're going to take the kids' lunch from them, and I think Uh-oh. they told, yeah, this, I want to say this had to be Rhode Island. So, see, the Rhode Island, I had like two stories, like basically mixed up. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it was one of those things where the school district got really pissed off and he took away the lunches for anyone who owed a debt to the school. So then the parents are like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just order Uber eats. Like, yeah. you know, I shouldn't have to owe the school for doing something that they told us that they would do. But
3: right, right. And I, I think that like at the end of the day, the only person that suffers is kids. Like there's no reason why kids should not eat. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, if you have debt, so whatever is to be paid, chances are it's for a reason, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, if I can't afford to pay $2 for school lunch, it's probably something going on that I might need some additional assistance or whatever the case may be. So, for you to not feed my child. um, for some, for a situation that they can't control for a circumstance. And, you know, like, there there are people who are fed. Like, there are state-run prisons and all kinds of stuff like that Mm -hmm. where they get fed three times a day. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying they shouldn't get fed. They should. But if you're also feeding state run prisoners and mental health institutions and all these things, you need to feed children as well.
1: Well, I found, um, the following article with it a few days later. So, Mm -hmm. um, This happened in Warwick, uh, Rhode Island, which is weird because I usually go there like every summer, at least like to the Newport, like, you know, that basically area. So it says Warwick schools deny the donation from a business owner to pay off the school lunch debt. So there was like a good Samaritan who was like, hey, whatever the school debt is, I'm going to pay it. They denied him paying it. Mm. So, (laughs) yeah, so basically she... um wrote a check for $4,000 mm-hmm. and they said that it would be applied at the end of the school year, but then the Warwick public school, you know, company or whatever, they said that they would not accept her donation. So they basically well, said they couldn't the, take my
3: check.
1: Yeah. Well, their um, logical or illogical reasoning was they basically said it could, they couldn't take my check because people would get upset if their child's lunch was being paid for.
3: Who gonna get upset. Exactly. Who yeah. that? I'm I feel sorry. like that is such a, but again, but like that just goes like that just goes to keep certain people
2: like, like, mm-hmm.
3: into pro- like poverty and stuff like that, and just like keeping people down. Because I mean, like, granted, nothing happens if you owe school lunch, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, again, your kid is not going to eat, yeah, but again, <laughs> like, that's all, it's all capitalism. It's
1: unfortunate. Uh, I just hate it. But I mean, that that's no, no.
3: It's it's super frustrating, right? And like, I think that that's everywhere. I remember reading some article from a few years ago that basically some some mayor or senator or somebody mm-hmm. said that poor kids who can't afford regular priced lunch should clean the cafeteria in order to be fed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why the fuck <laughs> do they have to do all of that to eat lunch at school? When they didn't ask to be is legally mandated for them to be there. And you're going to make them work to eat.
1: I just, I'll never understand it. it this shit just sounds stupid, but
3: mm-hmm. anyways,
1: we, we have almost reached the end of our show. So we need to give them what's bothering us or what's blessing us. Um, I guess we can redo this. Um, do you have anything that's bothering or blessing you?
3: um, the same thing is bothering me as last time and we you know we talked about it a little bit today a little bit more in depth like mm. I just think the way education systems are um set up and stuff like that I think that those need to be changed mm. um and what's blessing me is I got offered two job interviews this coming week that's exciting oh wow
1: congratulations yeah I
3: have one tomorrow see. and I have one next
2: week so you know
1: let me see if I have my sound uh horn
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. so,
3: and yourself so, tell me
1: uh, well uh let's see um what is blessing me um you your are okay lesson you're a blessing so I we'll, try. We'll, we'll go with I that my I, I don't think i have anything bothering me um other than my alcohol tolerance being trashed these days but i mean that's basically it um i have <laughs> a newfound hate for um game of thrones we'll yeah we'll have to talk about that on another i don't uh, watch game of thrones see and is th- like it, it's okay to watch seasons one through seven but that that's a story for another day um anyways uh so tell them where they can find you on social media so we can get about it uh social
3: media you can only find me on instagram um mercedesj.h
1: and for me, um, don't find me on Instagram. Follow her, and then it will just tell you a mutual friend that you should follow. It probably <laughs> won't be me, <laughs> um, but you can follow us at Young Black Pod on everything. Um, obviously, buy merchandise if you want to send us a listener letter if you want. Um, I need to set up a media maintenance personal email. So, but we do do listener letters. Um, the last few have been very weird. Um,
3: oh my god, that just made me so excited!
1: Yeah, um, I got a listener letter and. I don't really know how to read that one. So we'll just have to like make like cliff notes of that letter. Cause there was a lot to unpack from that. Um, so hopefully we'll do this again next yeah, week we'll when do it
2: we. We'll, do it. we'll try
3: it. We'll try it again next over the weekend.
1: Yeah. I'll have, what should our next topic be? We did mental health on we'll, the third episode. So
3: we got to run through the old list. We'll see.
1: I have a couple ideas if you wanna hear them. Let me see. Um I Don't wrote it.
2: Down now.
1: Well, I mean, it was just a quick one. Um, so a friend said broken ashy dude. So our last episode was called <laughs> The Brashies, right? Being broken ashy. Um, talking about like dudes who are broken ashy. So I was like, okay, we could talk about that. That's fine. Um and I have then lots
2: of experience
3: with those. I have stories.
1: You have stories with broken ash. I
3: have yeah, stories. not like people i've been involved with but like from encounters oh
1: let me see what what else did i have uh i don't think i had anything we still
3: have to talk about um interracial dating
1: oh we're gonna oh that yeah yeah let me go and take let me let me see uh interracial dating that will be our next topic for the week uh we'll do that next week and then i'll i'll save the one that i had which was do men like being objectified so yes did you say yes (laughs) Yes. (laughs) so yeah we're gonna have to touch on that so that'll be our next topic so until the next time we talk i will be seeing all you guys later and thank you mercedes for another good episode thank you all right i'll talk to you